Welcome everyone to episode 29 of Talk with Jordan High Tech on the Low. Kevin, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Very good, very good. Thank you for coming on the show. As always, this is our Talk with Jordan High Tech on the Low, sponsored by Front Team Communities, where we have uh, 12 different communities, six different verticals, and we have about 3,000 different people in the high tech ecosystem, all there ready to network and mingle and do great things for startups and the world. So, Kevin, I'm really excited to have you on the show. It's, you know, I'll tell you straight up, this is a very unique podcast for me at this point because you would be one of the first people who I have on the show. I think actually the first person I have on the show who I talked about a startup, but we can't necessarily talk about the startup. You know, it's like kind of fight club here. You know, the first rule is don't talk about fight club. But what I want to talk about with you is this whole idea that you were bringing up with me when we were first talking and uh, is your whole idea of the problem of how the world is currently dealing with human resource management and collecting the correct data on people to make uh, valuable decisions. But in the first, I'd like you to talk a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of a, you know introduce yourself to the crowd at home. Hi, my name's Kevin. I'm 39 years old. I live in Tel Aviv. I'm a father of two girls. Studied organizational analysis and product management at Stanford University. Studied corporate strategy at University of London and communication strategies for virtual age in the University of Toronto, uh, currently uh, uh, in the MBA program of Macquarie University with a focus on human resources and corporate strategy. What brought me to, uh, to this sort of realm or field of acquisition and uh, selection? Um, well, I've, I've had several businesses over the course of the past uh, 12 or 13 years uh, coming to see and identify uh, some of the major or uh, most sort of terminal issues uh, that could uh, bring down a company or its reputation um, are the end product or the direct result of bad acquisition or bad error, or bad HR or error HR. And so, you know, through um, uh, firsthand experience and, uh, uh, and my own practice, I've managed to sort of gather and pick up on the various ills and problems that... Uh, uh, the takeaway of, of, of uh, if you like, or the side effects of uh, bad acquisition or poor judgment uh, within HRM. So basically, like you're saying, you kind of have this like overview of the entire, we can say, general employability factor of people. You've like, b based on your fact that you've been able to manage so many people in diverse roles, you understand kind of where organizations are fa failing when it comes to picking the right people. I think I've learned firsthand, which is sort of the best lesson, the best type of experience that you can gain and gather all the, all the way across the board. But, uh, you know, if, if, if to sort of sum up, uh, yeah, what I've picked up through, through uh, obviously through my experience over the years is that... Uh, you know, there's not one set way of doing things, and that is mainly, that, that's the main issue. That's one of the main sort of... Well, let's unpack that then for a second. What do you mean kind of by you say that there's no, let's say, one way, or even, we can even say maybe the right way of doing things, right? So if you're looking at acquisition or selection, not just in the HR uh, uh, criteria, but in other industries as well, uh, there's not one set um, code or uh, standard uh, that says that you know you should nominate or select or um, or consider having someone or or, or considering someone to, uh, to a possible applicant or a prospect to have on board. It's all down to personal discretion uh, and uh, and specific policies of 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 you know of 
of sometimes small and medium business. So you're saying like a company may have like their own criteria, but it's not necessarily one criteria across the board. So if if you're looking all the way across the board to catch the corner fast enough to have to have to find uh, suitable employability, there's not one set way of doing that. Uh, but but regardless of that, there there's just uh, there's a host of issues that that uh, you could take away from that. I mean, so what uh, are some of the issues that you've noticed, at least in your you know research and your kind of market scan of the situation? Well, I mean, there's we we've discussed this ourselves before, right? I mean, there you've got you've got sort of two schools of perception of how you can sort of uh, uh, look at that problem. If you're if you if 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 you want to gain some clarity uh, about uh, sort of you know how to address. Uh, uh, these issues, sure. From an organizational standpoint, uh, one has to do more with with the with the civic or norm based sort of type of you know moral standpoint of what's right to do. So you don't want to you don't want to turn somebody down uh, for the wrong reasons, for having the wrong background, for having a certain background, for having uh, for coming from a certain persuasion, or um, um, you know, for having for emerging from a certain background, or uh, right, you don't want to stereotype people. Exactly. You want to give people so, the chance see, that they have, like, to actually go and show their stuff, no matter if they're, you know, I mean, let's even get very real, you know, no matter if you're black, white, you know, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, whatever it is, woman, man, come from this background, come from this low income family, it doesn't matter. You want to make sure that you're getting the right person for so, sure. So a lot of the, a lot of the, the vast majority of the, of the, in terms of how organizations behave and move, uh, the vast majority of them move based on individual perceptions and preferences. So if you're looking, if you're looking all the way across the board, if you're looking even Fortune 500 companies, it's, ju- it's all down to what the, you know, the, the C-level or, b- or board of directors, how they perceive what's right for the company, which in one sense does, you know, it, it serves a certain interest. I get that. But, but what, what, uh, down the line, what you see is that there are certain fragments and sections in society that get affected by it because if you're going to only if you're only going to take people that or consider applicants for certain positions that fit the very description of your individual take on things or the CEO's individual take on things uh, well we're never going to get we're never going to be able to move uh, to a more inclusive um, diverse um, or collaborating society at work. So, so basically, you're losing out on potential. You're, mi- you're you're not only missing out on potential, but you're missing out on the uh, on the uh, obviously on the added value of being able to benefit from uh, having extra lenses uh, for in in a diverse uh, background or in a diverse culture environment. Uh, there's uh, there there's just there's a host of obviously of, of negative um, uh, effects. Uh, or impact that drive from you know keeping a certain narrow uh, path when it comes to nominating or selecting your uh, the, indiv- the the individuals and applicants that you want to have in your organization, but For sure. but more like the civic move the civic rights movements the civic rights movements that what in terms of what's right to do what's on a norm basis what's what's the right thing to do so there's that aspect but there's also this, the science based aspect. So wait so first so first off we're talking about kind of this whole social aspect right which is that we're not currently right now the 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 systems that pl- in place 
you know, maybe even if they are for, let's say, large corporations, large Fortune 500 corporations or whatever it might be, even let's call it even, uh, you know, uh, immigration filtration or even college board to look at. Right. You know, people need to look at it through a diverse lens. Right. People have to kind of bring people into different organizations and different countries and to different groups and to different colleges. And they need to do it in a way that respects diversity and respects, you know, kind of the people's different backgrounds. Right. So that's what you're saying right now is lacking. What's the second one? The what what, what I'm saying, let me just take a let, take a step from that real quick and just just say um, what I'm saying is that there's really no way of correcting or troubleshooting uh, um, in that type of environment or that type of organizational setting, uh, correcting an individual preference or uh, the individual's uh, bias, uh, even. bias or even subconscious or uh, unconscious bias uh, that people practice every day. And we do that every day without obvi obviously being aware of it. But as far as I'm concerned, if to bottom line it, um, you know, the, 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 the way that we think or perceive uh, th that would be best to sort of eliminate or eradicate the possible ills and issues uh, as a result of bad judgment or poor judgment or, poor or individual judgment, even again, even without illicit or uh, malicious intent, uh, is to automate this industry. And we're, we're talking... So take the human out of bias. Well, eradicate the human element or the, or, or the human error out of uh, human resources, if that makes any sense. I mean... Sure. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But let's uh, let's, you know, unpack it a little bit, too. So like, you know, uh, the way I see this, too, is that, you know, what you're talking about also deals with things that are bigger than just, say, a corporation. Right. It sounds like you are talking about things that could potentially impact not just, you know, uh, bringing people, let's say, into, you know, J.P. Morgan or McDonald's, let's say, even, you know, to go that type of level. But you're also talking about things that deal with potentially bringing people into security organizations, into colleges, into even countries. Right. Because in the end, these are ways in which we filter people and how people also use their different preferences and biases to kind of, you know, filter people out or filter people in. So like basically when you're saying you're taking the human error out of this type of situation or you're taking the human element, we can say, out of these situations, how do you also kind of correct, you know, how, how, at least how do you guys right now think of correcting that type of situation? So obviously, we we saw three issues that were uh, in in terms in terms of how we identified the potential challenges that we're going to face, uh, that were um, that were you know worth giving and putting weighing in the, the time and effort to try and uh, see what are, what are the how how can we implement technology and put that into place. Uh, sort of eliminating the old world practices and you, you just just to answer your question real quick um, the ethic or the moral aspect is one of them um, performance and um, um, a, a basic skill set or a, a basic in terms of basic level of compatibility obviously is another but there's also the uh, the credibility issue, and um, we're not talking. What do you mean when you say we're, that? Well, we're not talking about whether somebody somebody has a a, a, a criminal record or not, because obviously our our, our system, um, but that's a that's a more of a topic for a different uh, conversation. But our system knows how to identify um, moral and ethic issues or uh, legal problems and and sort of flag them out. But oh, uh, that's interesting. Okay, we'll but, save that for a different episode. But uh, if if you're looking at how we perceive ourselves, we all have this tendency uh, to tell the story, obviously not from, that's a given, not from a subjective standpoint. And we all, we're, we're all trying to market ourselves and, uh, you know, sugarcoat and uh, tell a certain story uh, that's favorable to us and w that would put us in a certain light. 
And so, you know, that's part of human nature, and that's fine. You know, it's... it's right, it's, you're your own best salesman. It's capitalism. For yeah. sure. And so, we, we, having taken that on board, we're not looking to... Our system doesn't look into, you know, the objective isn't to put people on the spot and sort of catch them red-handed like a deer in the headlights, you know, like uh, trying to sort of misinform and that sort of thing. But, you know, the the, the main objective was to sort of cross out and, again, eradicate the possibility or the prospect of having uh, the wrong individuals in the organization uh, and so, you know, when, 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 an invi- when, a, when a prospect or an applicant submits a CV or a, a questionnaire form, or, you know, they'll obviously, they'll fill out, they're, they're going to miss out on some of the things that obviously don't put them in the best light. And so one of our... Obje- right, intentionally, right? They also do it intentionally. Yes. Yeah, not so like they don't want to show Obviously. That. Yeah. And so one of our objectives was to, to cross-reference, to, to have the ability to, to sort of uh, cross-reference and verify information, um, which... You know, let's face it, us as human beings, you know, we have very little um, capability when it comes to, you know, scattering the worldwide web within seconds and finding <coughs> every every piece of information Definitely. that's readily available about every single individual that comes that, that, that comes our way. And there's also obviously, there, there are the obvious issues of capacity, of time management, of, you know, of everything that obviously humans are prone to uh, to, to fail. So, you know, if, you, if you're J.P. Morgan, you've mentioned J.P. Morgan, and you're, you're right. going to receive 10,000 applicants for 100 vacancies. Right, or let's even make it easier. I know, you know, they have, like, their summer consultancies for interns from college, right? And they're getting thousands upon thousands of college students, sending them their apps to get a few spots. So, you know, if, if you're, let, let's talk about the issue of performance or um, being able to assess performance or skill or... Um, or credible skill or, or credibility. Or, right? or, you know, if you want to, if, if, if it needs to be organization relevant, then compatibility. And so, you know, 100,000 applicants or 10,000 applicants are applying for a position. And we know, we, we know that all the way across the board, if you're looking at big organizations that are popular, where people aim and th- thrive and, and go to school for years to go and, and, and apply for work there, you know, they'll have a greater X number of applicants over a certain vacancy. I don't know if it's fi- times five, a certain places times 10, sometimes times 100, uh, especially in the large city, in the big cities that invite the opportunities. Sure. So let, let's go back to JP Morgan. You know, they're, they're, uh, they have 100 vacancies, 10,000 applicants, where do you start? And so, you know, we, we were looking... And you're saying that even right now, like the ki- kind of the issue begins that even where do you start, but there's like, even if they have their own institutional way of, let's say, filtering out the competition, then in a sense, it's totally biased. So, so or it's totally against the objective nature of the system. I, I don't think you can turn up the dial to 11. Like, I don't think it's totally biased. And I, I don't think, again, not, none of these practices are infused with malicious intent or with the with the intent to harm or look at certain individuals and just disqualify them. Uh-huh. But, well, you know, when you're looking at, when you're looking at a Fortune 500 company in their HRM department, they're not going to have more than 2% of the entire overall personal count of the company itself. So let's say you have 50 individuals working at HRM, out of which 20 deal with, uh, with acquisition and, and, and um, talent management and recruitment. Um, there, there's just no force in nature that's gonna, that's gonna convince me that they have the ability or the susceptibility right. with time to go through an X amount of, of CVs diligently sure. with focus and with attention to detail while they're focusing on each and every one and, and you know, just, just going 
through. There's just it's just too. No, saturated. you're right. I mean, like think about this. I, I was reading the other day that some you know this whole uh, stat that someone sent me, which was like, it takes the average person is spending seven seconds per CV. That means if you're not if you're not catching them at the start, basically with I don't know something amazing. And the likelihood is, even if you do, they might find another reason not to take you, right? So the fact of the matter is, like, you're, you're exactly right, I think, right? This whole idea of there's just no way in, in, in technical ability, in capacity, whatever, that these people are actually going through it in an objective way to actually make right decisions. It's like, oh, the person has a, the letter that starts with J, you know, a name that starts with J. I also have a name that starts with J. Let me look at his thing, you know, it I, picks I, my eye. I think it actually goes a little deep, deeper than that. I mean, people tend to simplify the information that they have. I wouldn't call a shortcut but it's more of a it's more of a mental shortcut so we, we we look at certain people where there are certain attributes or the things that they've done in life or the places where they come from associate with a certain belief belief systems that we own and practice or um, they side with certain with certain uh, um, objectives that we side with and that that immediately sort of it, it turns into a, an instant sort of added value for that applicant sure and so you're looking at really you're looking at people choosing people and there's everything that's wrong with that but it's not it's not just about the the, the issues of capacity and time management or uh, the organizational ability of handling such amount, you know, an X amount of data. It also goes, you know, it, it goes much further than that because at the end of the day, you'll take an X amount of applicants uh, that you haven't, you haven't done the meticulous, you haven't practiced the meticulous um, objective of of getting the right people sure. in the correct form. And so you're having what what you're getting is at the end the end result is you're not getting the best possible choice from an X amount of applicants. No, you're getting Debbie's best possible choice. That's <coughs> well, what you're getting. Well, yeah, that too, but you're probably getting your top 100 applicants from 1,000, not from 10,000. Mm. Uh, so you're saying basically you're just totally throwing it out. Well, what I would say is that if you're Debbie and you're sitting in the office and you have to cross and check uh, 500 CVs today, come four o'clock and you're distracted, you're having a bad day in the office or whatever. Or your kids, you're, you know, or you're you just, home. You know? Or you're just a human being and you're tired now. By, and so by two o'clock, right before lunch, okay, yeah, you'll just chuck that one out. And so, you know, the, the, I, think, I think that a lot of, a lot of areas in our life uh, and, and career life or professional life have gone through transformation and transition uh, into the digital area. Uh, human resource and acquisition isn't one of them. And I think uh, we've talked about this specifically before, like the old, and I've said that in the beginning of the conversation, the, the sort of the traditional practices of, of selection and acquisition have failed us so in the 20th century. And we haven't really moved forward. We haven't really, there, you know, you have, you have, if you're looking in terms of how we've digitized or how we've uh, revolu tried to revolutionize this industry or the industry of selection and acquisition overall without HR is just a niche. Um, you know, there's there, you have different products that look to benefit or complement or um, utilize the the effort of a of a human resource rep. Definitely. Okay? But it nothing nothing goes to say, hang on, you know, this is this fails. The system fails. This this in, the, the entire structure fails. And the reason why. Um, the reason why a process of, of this type could take a long time before it's fully implemented and accepted 
is because you know you you have it feeds families it feeds well just like any disruptive thing right you're gonna of course you no one wants to no one wants to have their their you know their check disrupted at the end of the day but like i want to kind of change the discussion here too because there's something that you you know we brought up when we were pr- talking previously which was the whole idea of that this is also beyond just for companies right you know you were mentioning that this could be used in many different areas so what also where do you see this being applied also in you know other areas other sectors other industries that may get use of a system a module that can you know accurately define people's backgrounds capabilities compatibility in an organization so so if we're looking at um, at selection not just HR if we're looking at selection or acquisition obviously you know there's there's in in, in many areas of our lives we are um, placed in a position where we have to be assessed we have to assess other people in the f- in favor or uh, or, vice, ver- or, or <laughs> vice versa of uh, you know there's there's competition and selection uh, and assessment all the way across the board in, in almost every walk of life so you're talking academics universities uh, the scoring system of the of how universities choose nominate and uh, um, assess their applicants from a very large obviously from a, a huge you know, sort of portion of data, uh, and also the you know the, in terms of discretion, who gets a scholarship, who gets you know. There's just so so that's one ecosystem that we could explore. Also, immigration, obviously, immigration is a big thing because uh, you know if you, if you're looking at the world today, uh, we have the refugee crisis, which is huge. That's another thing, but th- it, a little less relevant because they're not documented or active sure. on social media. A lot of them, but you know, if if you're looking at the professional environment. Uh, or academic environment, people would always thrive to better their lives. Look at the Emirates, for example. 10 million residents, 9 million approximately are foreign. So foreign professionals, uh, and, and they're, they live and work in the sure. Emirates specifically for the designated purpose of, of, you know, practicing their trade or, you know, for whatever, you know, that's the sole purpose of their arrival. Right, pushing or, themselves forward. Exactly, and you know many many examples like that all the way all all the way uh, in, in the Gulf, the Emirates, the Singapore, and in in Western and Northern Europe, and obviously in the Americas, Australia, and New Zealand, uh, and some other countries as well. But you know, it, migration is a big thing because you know at the end of the day, you're getting someone into your your exclusive club, your country. Sure. You want to make sure, in terms of ethics uh, and moral constituencies, that you're getting the right person. Um, and, you know, from such a large host of data with unparalleled amount of data that's coming in, you know, you're looking at the amount of people that apply for a green card in America every year. It's in the Which is ridiculous tens of, of millions. Numbers. Right, of course. So you you want to have some basic tools and instruments to, to, at your disposal to help you assess and better understand who you're getting in. Right. And if it's to minimize risk or, you know, if, if it's, for example, for professional migration and endorsement, uh, into the country, you want to make sure you're getting the right people. Um, right, that you're giving your, you're doing the right thing. You're using your reputation correctly, and you're doing, and you're sponsoring the right type of person. Now, beyond the whole kind of use case that you're looking for, you know, what, where, where is the the venture going right now? We can decide. Do you, you know, first of all, if you want, you can tell us the venture name. We haven't even gotten to that. But uh, you know, if you want, wh- where, where is it going? You know, what's what's kind of the goal? Where do you see the future of the venture? So the embedded technology, if you like, our our sole perception or the the sort of core element of our perception moving forward is SSP, which means screen score and predict. And that's like our GPS. I like that. That's a nice, cool acronym type of deal. 
That's our GPS navigating through the professional or, or um, institutional world. Uh, and, uh, you know, the objective is at one point to create, to make this a standard. So the, it's an early stage startup right now. We have, uh, we're at pre-seed. We have a ready working product. We're looking at, Very uh, cool. we're exploring our options in terms of various pilots. One of them is with a, uh, a big corporation in Israel, a large airline. The company's been around. We've been developing our, our software and solution for the better part of 18 months. We've had COVID, obviously, in between, so sure. uh, a few setbacks. But, you know, um, what but it clearly hasn't held you back. What we're looking at doing, thank you, what we're looking at doing is uh, just sampling the process through commercial activity and then uh, and then moving to the bigger corporates. Uh, obviously, we're, we're going to be exploring the, the various uh, options that we have in terms of capital sourcing. But uh, for now, we have a ready product, the, the basic prototype that works. So now you want to see if someone can use it and, and gain value. Uh, we, 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 we know they can. We've sampled the process with, with various groups. We know that the solution can effectively assess an X amount of individuals and come out with, come out with the results and the, the, the basic feedback that we were looking to get from the, uh, in terms of our you know, intermediate goals. So overall, if you're looking at, just one, one thing I wanted to add, if you're looking at people's, human beings' obsession with numbers and scoring, uh, some of us that use the game consoles, you know, you've got uh, uh, FIFA, the NBA's, yeah, the NBA FIFA's. Human, humans were al- always obsessed with skills, with attributes, with numbers, with scores, with who's better, who's faster, who, who goes... Making know, their scores better, who making goes the distance. Good, yeah, for sure. So in terms of gamifying the, the solution, and, and in terms of the user, the, the user end, or the, the engagement of the user on the other end, I mean, there's there's obviously a long mile, a long way to go, but in terms of the in terms of product susceptibility, it does what it's supposed to do at this point, and we're, we're very uh, we're we're very comfortable and confident with the idea. It's very it's preliminary, early stage. Even now, it it does what it's supposed to do. So you know, the the objective is to introduce automation. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see, we'll see how we could take it from that point forward. Amazing. Amazing. Well, listen, Kevin, you know, I really appreciate you getting on the, on the show and talking to us about kind of like, uh, what you guys got going on there. I like that, you know, we're still keeping it stealth, so it's good. This is like my first stealth kind of start, startup that I'm interviewing. So I'd actually love to see if we can uh, follow up, you know, in a few months, see what happens maybe after the pilot, see how it goes, but really Um, you know, I'm wishing you guys, uh, a lot of luck, a lot of, uh, good efforts with this potential pilot and, uh, You know, just keep us in the know. Thank you very much for having me on board. Thank you, Jordan.